0: Hi, I'm Rail Bricker and I'll be one of your hosts for the Business Excellence Podcast. Hi, and I'm Lindsay Adams, I'm the co-host. And together we're going to be talking about what makes up business excellence. And we believe that you can never be perfect, all you can be is excellent. And in our businesses and in our lives, we want to achieve excellence and that's why this is the Business Excellence Podcast.
1: Hello and welcome to the Business Excellence Podcast. My name is Rail Bricker and with me as usual is my co-host from Brisbane, Australia, Lindsay Adams. Hello and welcome. And with me in the studio today is Dr. Kate Rains-Goldie who describes herself as an igniter of curiosity the CEO of Lovego, a certified facilitator of Lego Serious Play, and an award-winning designer, researcher, and a futurist. Welcome, Kate. Hello. In this episode of the Business Excellence Podcast, Kate will be sharing her journey through her PhD in the internet and Facebook in the 2000s, through to her work as a Serious Lego Serious Play facilitator.
2: I'm I'm going to jump in right now because, Kate, I'm like seriously a PhD on social media or Facebook. Like what? <laughs> Just tell us about that for a sec.
3: Yeah, um, that that was really interesting because that's actually how I moved to Perth um, because Perth has one of the only internet studies programs in the entire world, which. Um, is a, i guess you know living in the most isolated city or one of the most isolated cities kind of makes sense that you'd be studying the internet here. Yeah. So I moved here to look at what was then called uh the social web. So this is kind of what or, or web 2.0 and um I had already done a lot of work looking at uh, the idea of online friendship and the idea of internet memes kind of well before those were things and so people didn't understand what i was doing this is like 2000 early 2000s when youtube didn't exist facebook was just a year old um and i was finding that everybody was really interested in facebook above all else and so that was it was an ethnography
0: which when did it, facebook start i mean in
3: 2004
0: okay so it was right at the time of facebook starting and okay.
3: so i did this stuff on friendship. That uh, okay. you're being friends on the internet in 2005, so Facebook was a year old, and then I started my PhD when Facebook was in 2007, so three years old.
0: All right, and, and what was the premise? I mean, I have to ask the question because every PhD has a, <laughs> ha, ha, has a premise that you try and prove or disprove. What was the premise of your PhD?
3: Well, it was an exploration of um, issues of privacy, and so this is kind of, again, one of those things that's just totally normal now that we're concerned and trying to navigate these. Um, but it was exploring basically how people understand and navigate privacy and understanding the difference between um, what I call social privacy and institutional privacy. So up until that point, it had generally been people worrying about how, you know, companies manage information about them. Okay. But with social media, it also became around identity management. And so it was really understanding that tension and what it meant for people and how they navigated it because they didn't talk about privacy they talked about like identity or like people stalking them or how to manage what they so it's all of these things that are just normal now really we don't
0: really think so you were a pioneer (laughs) in this space i mean that's fantastic i mean and so so extend extending that i guess just a little bit so so today people often forget that distinction i guess in their identity just just you know that they they think that that what they do on social media is different from the way their boss sees them but they forget the boss sees them on social media um i'm
3: not sure i maybe i mean it, there was so at the time there was a thing called contact what academic what researchers would call context class
2: okay.
3: so that idea that um before social media we would have all these different spaces so you you go to church and maybe have a certain way and you could go to um work and behave a certain way and go to the bar and behave a certain way and that was just you'd have the different contexts in your okay. life and you'd have different friends but what facebook did was collapse all those contexts into into one and so um people would it, i think people still have a bit of a challenge managing that but it was just people put things that were would get them fired on a regular basis and it was very shocking to people at the time okay. and i think the question was how are we going to resolve that and it just sort of became we, we've tried to become our perfect selves all the time now right like that's, that's how we manage is just to be perfect all the time right? Yeah, fair enough.
2: <laughs> i think we've gone a real uh it's kind of like the pendulum swing we've gone totally the other way now and and people in fact overshare too much stuff i think on facebook but look i'm curious though Kate. uh you are really into lego And I'm not talking kids Lego here. We're talking serious Lego play. So what's the segue from doing a PhD on Facebook to getting into serious Lego play?
3: So while I was doing my PhD, I actually started doing uh, physical world game design as sort of a a way to keep myself sane because this is really serious and kind of depressing stuff looking at all of the implications of um, social media and privacy. Um, And so I started doing... I did a TEDx talk about how we can use games for all sorts of positive benefits, but I think it was again a bit too soon um, for the corporate world and my work with Lego serious play was really as a tool to kind of have an entry point to working with me in a way that people could get the benefits of playfulness. um, and have that academic rigor but still not be completely rooted out by my approach and so it was kind of an entry point but the more i did it the more what's great about the method is that it's um open source so you are able to take it and do what you want with it so it's for it's a you can make make what you want what you want out of it and so i kind of infused my research background and game design background to create something new with that
0: okay so so explain that so you when you and i spoke before you said it's about you know, teams and team building in the corporate space. So, do you want to expand on that just a little bit?
3: Yeah. So, it so Lego Series Play was developed by Lego uh, as a methodology um, that they then created for anybody to use. So, you can become a certified facilitator um, and it's used by big brands globally like Virgin and IKEA and Samsung. And it's usually uh, used for innovation and creativity and team building. So, you know, kind of the standard. Okay. Corporate solutions.
0: And so it's it's there as a game, as a different type of game, but there are, you know, business games and, you know, sell this and buy this in this market. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's another form of those.
3: Well, I would call it more like it's more like a communication tool that's kind of powered by playfulness. And so the way that it actually works is you're using the Lego bricks instead of it being like you're building cars and buildings, you're building metaphor and story. Okay. And it's unlocking the knowledge that's in your brain, and unlocking unlocking the knowledge in the room, and helping you to share and understand what other people are thinking. And so it's there's not there's not like formal rules or an outcome as it would be in a game. It's more like let's play and see what happens. So I see it more like a communication tool.
2: So, it's so can like- you give us a, a, an, an example, please, Kate, a corporate application where you've done serious Lego play in an organization, and what was the outcome?
3: Sure. So um, often it would be something around uh, we want to be more innovative or we want to be more creative. And so it's going in. And then, um, for example, you would do what are called individual builds. So each person builds their own um, Lego model. Like what does innovation look like? What does an innovative company look like? You build a model of what that looks like. And then everybody shares, Okay, well, these are the the features that I see. And oh, I'm surprised that, that this is something that I didn't think of. And then looking at what other people have built and seeing where there's the similarity and where there might be something that's a bit of a surprise. And then the second stage of that is actually creating what's called a shared model where you put them together and you see where the similarities are and where there might be differences. And then the next step after that is how do you action that and take that back into the company. So integrating it into, okay, well, here's one okay. here's the actions we're gonna do. Here's some things we can do right out of that to, um, to make our company more innovative based on what we've kind of agreed on through the lego
2: so you're telling me that grown adults actually willingly sit down and build stuff out of lego in a corporate setting
3: yes and they love it and so i i remember i went into a um very serious very it's kind of like it was going into Mad Men. it was like one of the top financial institutions in australia but it was like going into Mad Men. it was all you know, everybody was like wearing three deep even the women, <laughs> okay. but you go in and um they were just absolutely loved it. And they, they said after a while, we, we, you know, we we feel like we've got to know each other better than we ever have before. And we haven't looked at our phones while well, we haven't looked at our phones for an hour and a half. That's really a surprise. I've had other um organizations where they've said it feels like they've had therapy. And so that's like a flow on effect from it. It's, that's not the, Reason you do, it but it's like there's all of these other benefits that come out of play, and this is where there's a whole bunch of research looking at the benefits of play, and um, it is a tool for all sorts of um, magical
0: things. Okay, so so the, the journey you took, and we're gonna we're gonna cover that in in the second part of of our of, of our interviews with you, was how you went from carrying Lego pieces around in your handbag to. <laughs> developing a whole new business and and i want to cover that business in more detail in the second one but let's just step back of it one of the things i've heard you say is that you went from from doing this and becoming you know um, a facilitator for for lego Series play and then you you took a year mm. this is this is the researcher <laughs> in you and, and 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 it's fascinating to me and i, I and I have a completely different view of, of entrepreneurship. And that's why it's interesting to, to talk about it. You took a year yeah. to research your business.
3: yeah.
0: My, the back of my book that was published almost two years ago now says um, business is simple. Business is not complicated. Just dive in and adjust your course while you're moving. Yeah. So it's completely polar opposite views of entrepreneurship.
3: Yeah. Well, I think the, the reason I took a year was, and I, did, I didn't sit down and go, okay, I'm gonna develop a new business and it's going to take, I'm gonna spend a year researching it. Okay, It's it's the sort of same approach that I took with my PhD, which is the ethnographic approach, which is um, being really aware of what's happening and adapting to that. So when I started the journey, I w- what I was developing was entirely for me. And so I was research- researching it for me and understanding okay. it for me. and. I kept having soliciting. You know, I'm not going to jump into what it is because I don't want to spoil this, the next yeah. episode, <laughs> but um, it was for me. And um, the, I would say the time that I took to really turn it into um, something for the public for beyond just for me um, was maybe six months. And Um, that wasn't entirely like, I do have people that I'm working with, so I do have clients, but it's that very kind of startup or game design model of um, creating a prototype and then iterating on it and then getting feedback and then iterating and seeing what happens. And so it's, I wouldn't advise people sit in their room and do or in their office for a year and not talk to anybody. But I think that process of, um, you know, slowly building and getting more clients and testing it and launching it when it's like, ready but not to the point where you're sitting there just trying to make it yeah. perfect by yourself Yeah, it well, has to be that interaction between
0: you have to get get feedback but sometimes yeah, you exactly. know that this is a real idea or it's not going anywhere
3: yeah exactly and so i think it's um yeah i think we have that that uh even with i still to this this work, working with game designers is people will work on a, a game for a year and get it perfect and they've never done any play testing or user testing and then they're like well why didn't my game work okay. and so do, do take as long as you need, but, uh, but don't just sit at home not talking to anybody making it perfect for you because that's definitely not going to work.
2: So okay. I, I'm really curious about hearing more. So we're, we're out of time now for this session, but would you come back and talk to us again about uh, Love Go, this, this incredible product that you put together, a dating methodology for badass professional women? Would you come back and talk to us about that? <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Um, Kate, look, to wrap up this session, um, where would our listeners, listeners find you if they want to make contact with you and find out more about Serious Lego Play?
3: Sure. So you can go to Um, And if you're curious about Lovego, uh, it's lovegomethod.com.
1: Excellent. Thank you, Kate. And thank you, Lindsay Adams, my co-host, for being part of this episode of the Business Excellence Podcast. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the Business Excellence Podcast.